2: Broadcasting live at the Tireight.com studios. we will be get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tireight.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Uh, we got the Jet story in the Athletic. Stop me if you've heard this before, but the Jets appear to be a dumpster fire. What year is this? Oh, really? Any year of the last 10 years, it feels like. Um, Lakers are a bit of a mess. And a guy who people thought is a trade asset. You got the opposing team chanting, We don't want you. <laughs> Big upset in college basketball. South Carolina goes in and beats Tennessee at Tennessee. Good stuff. Um,. Pitchers and catchers like a week or two away. I, mean, I don't know. Dodgers, you, you, you excited there, Jay, Jay Stu? Dodgers, pitchers, and catchers? I mean, we're, we're getting kind of close there.
3: I, I can't be excited for anything other than NFL until, what, February 12th? I, right, fair, so fair don't enough. ask me that.
2: Fair enough. Um, we have some c- continued look at what went on between Justin Tucker and Travis Kelsey. We'll play the unedited part of that in our In the Bonus podcast. Reminder: the podcast is available as soon as this show ends. And there's a live podcast, one-hour podcast. And then this show you can get on podcast version. Just type in Doug Gottlieb wherever you don't know podcasts. Okay. Uh, Mike McDonald is the head coach now of the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if that does anything for you, right? He's defense coordinator of the of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. We've seen mostly, most, mostly we've seen success from guys that are defense coordinator. That is a great... Um, springboard position, Marvin Lewis famously, Rex Ryan famously. Um, What am I forgetting? What's the name of the – he was the – he's on with McAfee, and he was uh, the coach of the Colts. He had a terrible – Chuck Pagano. Chuck Pagano, also former. So Ravens defensive coordinator Usually, usually, with the exception of – the one before Mike McDonald, who's now looking for work, wink, wink Martindale, usually springboards you into being a head coach in the NFL. Um, but there's this, it's weird, right? They're clearly going to draft a new quarterback at some point in time this year or next year. Pete Carroll, his reputation is conservative defensive guy, right? Just find a way to not lose a game with your offense. They fire Pete Carroll and mostly cause like that had run its course, but, You hire Mike McDonald, defensive guy. And again, I'm not somebody, I don't believe this crap about how, well, you know, you got to hire an offensive coordinator, an offensive coach. Like, no, you don't. Just hire a really good coach. And if he specializes in defense, find somebody who specializes in offense and let them coach. But let me ask you, Dan Beyer, you're a Seahawks fan. Do you like to hire?
4: Yes, yes, and I, I think you're downplaying the hire, and I actually think it's one of the bigger hires for a couple of reasons that we've got throughout this hiring cycle. Uh, I looked at, I thought that there were four candidates that really stood out because of where they were, and probably were the top options in their categories. Number one, former head coaches in the NFL. That may want to coach again. Well, Bill Belichick topped that. And I put Mike Vrabel in that group, but I think Belichick was number one. Okay. College coaches, maybe coming to the pros, Jim Harbaugh, number one. No doubt about it. Top offensive coordinator in the NFL, Ben Johnson. Top defensive coordinator in the NFL, Mike McDonald. So in looking at that, square, if you will, in those four squares. Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. Johnson says he doesn't want to stick around. Belichick only spoke with the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe the Commanders are still in play for him. Who knows what Washington's going to do? But I do think that Seattle got uh, one of the top guys, and especially over the last 24 hours, when you look at where the Commanders and Seahawks were with Ben Johnson dropping out, now you kind of had a war of the two teams in trying to get McDonald. And McDonald had been more connected with the Seahawks than with the Commanders, just like Johnson was connected more with the Commanders than he was with the Seahawks. But this was one that, uh, and as a Seahawks fan, especially with Johnson dropping out, I felt that they had to get this. And then when you look at the success that McDonald has had against, say, the 49ers this year, they've had trouble beating the Rams year after year after year this now provides maybe an answer to trying to stop some of those offenses led by Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. So I that's think That's
2: actually a really good way of looking at it. That's actually a much much smarter way of looking at it than I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I again, I, somehow we got into this whole thing was like, well, you got to have an offensive guy. Like, no, you have to have somebody who's good. You just have to have somebody who's good, who's competent at their job. You know, I, you're not wrong. Right? Because that's going to be that's going to be a challenge in that, in that division. It's the same challenge, by the way, all those coaches face. But, I mean, like, look, let's look at what Sean McVay has done. Right? Sean McVay went out and he's hired various defensive people. And his first hire, though, is he hired a guy who was you know old enough to be his grandpa. right? And said, hey, you run the defense, I run the offense. That's good coaching. Coach what you know and empower really smart guys whose philosophies you generally agree with to do their own thing.
4: It will be curious to see on how his staff is filled out. No question, especially now because a lot of a lot of the coaches have found work or are moving in different places. Not that the cupboard is bare, but now you're also, what do you do with that offensive coordinator position? Because McDonald is the youngest coach in the NFL. Do you bring in another young person like D'Amico Ryan's did with Bobby Slowick, Came over, you know, from San Francisco. Both of them together. Do you have them work together? I mean, meaning Mike McDonald would bring his own maybe young assistant over to help run the offense. Or do you go that route that you just mentioned, like the Rams did in in helping out that way? And you're right about the quarterback position. It is one that there is not a long-term answer there right now. Geno Smith is, I guess, fine for the time being, but it will need to be addressed at some point. And I think I even said yesterday, Doug, that 2024 for the Seahawks, in this specific, in their in their spot, they're really tight with a lot of salary stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the expectations heading into next year probably aren't great. But you do want to get stuff in place. And then maybe, if you do draft a quarterback this year, then maybe 2025 is the year, or if you look at that point. But I, th- I think that they actually fared pretty well. I thought they had an outside chance at getting Johnson. And there were rumblings about that. But then when he withdrew, it was really kind of a one horse race because for as much as Dan Quinn had connections to Seattle, I don't think the fan base really wanted Dan Quinn. And they didn't want just an extension of the Pete Carroll era. And when you saw what happened to the Cowboys against the Packers, it just left a, you know, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I don't know if Dan Quinn's going to get the Washington job, but you know, these playoffs they can change the narrative quite a bit, and I think that they they you're did right. with Dan Quinn.
2: No, you're you're right. And then you know, here's another part that's that's interesting to it. Right, is what happens with Baltimore, right? Because Mike McDonald leaves, right? yep, and and you know maybe Jesse Mentor would have been the guy because he coached for his brother at, at Michigan, but now he's already going to the Chargers, right? So that one's off the board. And, like, we all know how it works. Mike McDonald gets the job. He's going to handpick the guys he's closest to in Baltimore are coming with him to Seattle because they'll, you know, step up in in whatever their responsibility is. So that part becomes really interesting. Yeah. Very very interesting to it.
4: Um, Lamar Jackson now having more responsibility in Baltimore because, again, of another change on the defensive side of things. Sure. Uh, What do you got there,
2: uh, and and look, it's going to be hard for them to continue to, to to spend that amount of money on defense because Lamar Jackson's contract uh, comes online here. Uh, what do you got? What do you I've, got? If you state? guys
3: exhausted the uh, the hardcore sports angle on this one, yeah. uh, I just want to make sure you guys have, have been given given the platform. The only thing that I thought of, and this came to me really fast, is uh, what if fool believes this is a good hire? Um, am I on my own here, or do I keep forgetting that I keep forgetting that? Uh, Mike Rabel's available. All right.
4: The, enough of the jokes. McDonald's going to give this defense sweet freedom <laughs> to do whatever they want to do. And believe. <laughs> I believe.
2: Oh. Uh, Elena, uh, I mean... Um, Lorena Lorena why why did I say that Lorena uh, uh, R- 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 I- that's two days in a row you I've know done what
0: that. I think I'm just going to change my name Doug no, you've so, inspired I'm me
2: I'm sorry call Red- Darg. Well if oh. no, you I'm so sorry well it's not it's, not, it's not, I didn't I didn't it's not a non name Elena is a name it's just not
1: it's her just name. not my name It's like Glinda <laughs> <laughs> she calls her Golinda, you know
2: from Wicked I don't know you know reminds me of it reminds me of um I, I won't sell out what broadcaster it is, but Tyus Edney's nickname. Tyus is now, by the way, an assistant at University of San Diego. But everybody remembers Tyus Edney, the shot against Missouri. Of course, he was the point guard. Didn't play in the national championship game when they, uh, when they beat Arkansas because he sprained his ankle against Oklahoma State. But Tyus Edney, historically great college basketball player at UCLA. His nickname is Russ. And his nickname is Russ because he was playing. I think as a freshman, they were playing against UNL, against uh, Louisville on national TV, and the play-by-play broadcaster kept calling him Tyrus Edney. <laughs> and so it just you know they they were watching film like a couple of days later, and everybody was like, "What?" And then it just became a thing that they called him Russ instead of Tyus is Tyrus and is Tyrus, and so they called him Russ anyway. Um, Lorena, are you familiar? Do you have any idea what we're talking about when we go Mike McDonald and all these uh, these weird lines that go with it?
0: No, absolutely not, Doug.
2: Yeah, we are old. We are old, Jason Stewart. We are old.
3: But we have in, we've introduced Lorena to music. Like, um, you know, she had never heard The Gambler by Kenny Rogers, and I often find her like singing it off air. Like, she <laughs> loves the song. There was something else that we introduced to her, so I, I would... I would say to maybe put some Doobie Brothers on your um, Spotify on the way home today.
4: Okay,
0: yeah, after the podcast.
2: It, you know what's interesting about Doobie not Brothers? Not all Doobie but not Brothers. Not all Doobie Brothers. Just some with, Brothers. with Michael McDonald, right? Right, right, right. Um, because that's not the same Doobie Brothers. But it's interesting. Like, we do talk about... Um, we talk about today's music and how, you know, all they talk about is weed and and whatever, like... It's the Doobie Brothers. she couldn't get any right? how did how was that allowed to be? How is that allowed to be? Anyway, these are the thoughts that do cross my mind. I want,
4: can I make one more point point? and it's not football football ass. Can it be funny? <laughs> it's not going to be. Oh
2: damn I was but it for is, funny.
4: It is kind of picking on Washington commanders fans, yeah, because it's like you're so excited. That you finally have gotten rid of Dan Snyder, and then you think everything's just going to pour in for you. Yes, and it doesn't. Not and now, word. yeah, now here you are. All of the most of the top candidates again are gone. I mean, I, I think you could you could salvage it if if Mike Vrabel takes over or Bill Belichick, but I think anything outside of those two would be underwhelming uh, of a hire for the Commanders fans.
2: If they hired Dan Quinn, you wouldn't be into that.
4: No, I don't think that they. That doesn't excite a lot of people. A lot of good things said about Dan Quinn, but it just isn't one to... And again, boring hires sometimes are the best hires. Totally. So it's snap judgments here. But in terms of what you were hoping for and this new day and to be excited about it, the commanders haven't had uh, a lot to cheer for in how this coaching cycle has worked out.
2: I would agree with you. I would agree with you. And and they, by all accounts, did... The right thing. Like the general manager they hired, I haven't heard anyone like I talked to like, nah, that guy's no one wants to work for him. But you just got to be careful of your targets. And I think they locked in on Ben
4: Johnson. And for whatever reason, he just was not ready to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kelly has tweeted in. Sounds like Doug needs to rise to his apology about Mike McDonald's <laughs> not be, uh, being a non glamorous hire.
3: Are you guys familiar with that song? Yes. I yes. don't know it by name. Is it? It's one of his own? Yes. Rise to
4: her apology. Right? Oh, okay. I know that when song. what a full believes. Yeah. an apology, everyone. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> you're going to do the thing when He's
2: you're watching. watching your can you do Jason Stewart, can you do it, Mike? Can you do it, Mike
3: McDonald? Oh, I'm sure I could pull it off. Try. Oh, right by now? By the way,
2: Lorraine, uh, you I, know, this is your job is to actually just go search. What a Fool Believes, or search,
4: uh, Has she rises to her I, apology. Huh? I told you guys I saw Michael McDonald in concert. I was a huge fan. We went to see Michael McDonald, and Toto was opening up for him. I love Toto. But McDonald, I swear, had laryngitis that night. And it was just, it was a rough one. Got to admit. And... And I, and I think that he tried to power through because of something that happened at a previous concert where he lost his voice, and people wanted their money back, and it was a whole sort of deal. But he was up there sweating, he was trying to swing, er, sing, and yeah, it was, it was a tough go that night. He was Elvis Presleyed out? He was all, he was all <laughs> it hopped was, up on, on drugs? I don't know me? what was going on, but Sweet Freedom was not as sweet as I wish it would have been. Um, favorite Toto song? Everybody says Africa,
2: but it's not. I don't. I don't think it's. No. I don't think it should be Africa. Now.
4: No, I. Uh, I'll be over you is big. I'm a big 99 fan. Ooh, yes. I'll be over you is a big one. Uh,
2: Pamela, have you ever heard Pamela? Uh, I will remember is a good one, and I'll be over you is a good one. But my, my favorite is it's not Rosanna, although Rosanna's good. Uh, my favorite is uh, hold the line. Hold the Line's really good. I'm not really sure what hold the line's about though. That's the other thing. Ah, she found a Michael McDonald song, did she? I had some help. You had to have some help. You've literally well, never you know, heard of Mike McDonald before.
0: J. Stew is a big Mike McDonald fan.
2: Heard her. Well, what would what would you consider him? Is he a he's not he's not a crooner? He's just a, lead, a singer.
3: I just, I just saw him uh, described as a yacht rocker. He's a yacht rocker. Yeah, oh. he's a yacht rocker. That's great. I actually really
2: like yacht rock. No, I'm sorry, but here's the thing. Okay. This is a real thing. I want people to understand because one of the great things about doing this show for a long time is like my girls are graduating from high school in a couple months and people have listened to me long enough to where I called in, um, to announce I was missing a week of shows. Cause I had my, we had our daughters, right? Like that's how long I've been doing this thing. So people like know me. Well, I think if you listen long enough, you know, I have a very diverse um, musical palette, right? And one of the things I, I don't like, and I don't know if you guys are this way, and maybe you're, maybe you're not, maybe you have, I don't like the idea that you can only like one musical genre. Oh, what's your favorite kind of music? Like, I don't I don't know. I like ad Rock. If I'm, I drove from Vegas to L.A. I'll probably. I, I think, Dan, you're, you're driving, right? buy. you're driving, aren't you? Yes. Okay, but a perfect example, right? So you got, it's a four-hour drive, give or take. Um, in the in the time in which you'll be listening to music, what will you be
4: listening to? Oh, gosh. I have no, I have no idea. You don't know? No. I've, I've not set up my playlist. Um. But generally, would it be one genre of music or a couple? Uh, probably a variety. Depends on what I'm in right. the mood for.
2: Right. I mean, like, listen, you're a Wisconsin guy. Like, at some point, there's some classic. got to be some classic rock on it. On the other hand, like, there's lots of other kinds of music you like. I know you're not really a country guy, right? I understand that. Um, and you're not necessarily a rap guy, but there's all different sorts of music. I don't know. Jay Stu, is there one kind of music? You're like, I only like this kind of music.
3: Not at all. In fact... um my music player, I I have YouTube Music. It has this like thing where it's it's a super mix. It takes all this algorithm of all the music that I listen to. Wow! And it just does one random things, and you could always forward it. But I usually just go to that and allow and and allow it to pick what I might want. Um, but no, I I might have the widest spectrum of anybody I know what, as far as music interests.
2: Um. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm, now, Lorena, what about you? Are you one kind of music, or do you have a, a, uh, a big musical palette?
0: Um, I'm a big fan of bluegrass, Doug. That's all I got on my, play, my playlist
2: these days. You like bluegrass? So like Tyler Childers, is that, is, that blue, that not, is that bluegrass enough for you? I'm totally pulling your leg. I listen to everything.
0: There's nothing oh, okay. I don't listen to. I'm very versatile. I, I couldn't do, imagine I... listening to one type the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Um, okay, let's let's do a little emoji guessing on emojis. So LeBron James had an hourglass half empty emoji, which usually means like time is running out or time is wasting or we get times times running here. Here's LeBron James when he was asked about his teammates after their loss to Atlanta.
3: Brian, you guys are, are staying on the road for the next couple games, big matchup against Boston, big matchup against the Knicks. Uh, what would your message be to your teammate, and what can you do yourself you know, to get, that, get the big get back on the winning side of things?
4: I don't have any message for my teammates. Just go out and do your job. I
1: mean, <laughs>
4: I'm not yeah Appreciate it. You
2: had to cut me off because I was about to go. I mean, he's, that was weird that somebody cut him off. And then people are like, uh, thanks for cutting me off. Did he Was he going to say something negative about the coach? All right, here's what I want you guys to do. Give me your best guess for what he meant by his emoji. Jason Stewart, your best guess on what he means.
3: Uh, time is running out on, on my career, and I can't be effing around anymore. We need to win now.
4: Okay. Dan Byer. Time's running out on the season for us to straighten this thing out. Mm-hmm. Lorena.
0: Time's running out before he can, like, before he loses his cool.
2: Um, I'm, I, I, It's a combination of, to me, it's a combination of Dan Byer and and uh, Lorena. I, I think time is running out on his career, no question, in the window, but I don't think that's what this is about, and I don't think he believes. He doesn't think... That uh, he's mortal. He doesn't even see his own flaws in that part of trying to, you know, Darvin Ham even said, like, we got to find a way to stop people in the first and third quarter. Well, who plays in the first and third quarter? That's right. LeBron James. Right. So. um, But I I agree with you, Dan, I think it's the time's wasting here on the season. And I also think for, you know, it's the I could lose my cool here if some changes aren't made. All right, let's welcome him in. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. He's Mark Medina. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Mark, let's let's start kind of close to home. Lakers, I mean, I, I can't explain the odd comments by LeBron James. You know, he does the the like the time is up tweet, and then you had the LOL tweet from Anthony Davis. <laughs> And no one can figure out, I mean, people think it's Darvin Ham. people think it's a push to make trades. What's really going on with the Lakers?
5: Well, here's a few things, Doug. I noticed that you knew how to use the quote tweet uh function well with your face palm emoji about the NBA commentary on the regular season games. So I think the first order of business is you gotta mentor LeBron and Christian Wood on how to use the quote tweet function correctly. Uh so that's number one. Number two, uh yeah, clearly they're not uh on the same page, and there's a lot of cryptic, passive-aggressive comments about Darvin Ham and how he's handled rotations, but while he's certainly not blameless in that, I think the larger part is that this is what the Lakers are. They're an average team, and when you're an average team, you're usually below or above 500. you You'll get some signature wins uh, here or there, and then you'll get some bad losses and rinse and repeat. So it's a pretty interesting season with all that. Um,
2: okay, so do- do they, does Darvin Ham finish the season out as head coach?
5: I think he does. Um, you know, ever since the Athletic reported last month about, you know, there being a lot of frustration among players that Darvin Him, the message I got is that from the front office is that they don't feel that way at all. They're chalking up, you know, the early season struggles to the overlapping injuries with the rotations and you know, some of the, the player discontent more rooted in, you know, playing time minutes, et cetera, and that they have trust in him. Now, as you know, Doug, things are always fluid. <laughs> In professional sports, but I would be very surprised that he would be let go at least this season. You know, maybe uh, you know if things continue to go off the rails, that's a conversation to be had this off season. But I've I've heard nothing but unwavering support from the people that make these decisions.
2: Um. Okay. So. They play, the, they play the Hawks, they get beat, right? Anthony Davis doesn't play, but uh, the, the chants from the crowd when D'Angelo Russell's at the free throw line, are we don't want you, I don't even understand why they re-signed him, right? He, he couldn't play, like him and Vanderbilt, they weren't any good in the playoffs. They couldn't play him in the playoffs when it mattered, and then you re-sign him and you're surprised that they're not more productive. What do the Lakers do to try and right the ship?
5: Yeah, well here's a few things. I think the reason why the Lakers resigned signed him is more through the pragmatic lens of, you know, he, he got, they got him at a good deal. Number one. Number two, they felt continuity play, not just with D'Angelo, but most of the group would be the better. Alternative than chasing third star and not having enough reinforcements, but fast-forwarding now, what they do here, they're they're in purgatory because the Lakers have a lot of needs when you're looking at three-point shooting, and perimeter defense. Um, you know, uh, the idea that they know that there's at least a dependable third guy that can complement LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but they don't have really enough assets to really address any of these needs. And, you know, you mentioned the Hawks and the fan chants about D'Angelo Russell. I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks front office would be saying the same thing internally about D'Angelo. I think that, you know, when you're looking at that specifically, while, you know, there's certainly been ups and downs with Trey Young. I think that they're still invested in him and getting D'Angelo to pair him with him wouldn't make any sense. But I think from the broader standpoint, there's not really a robust amount of options of guys that are available that would be attractive. You know, there's only like DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, maybe Kyle Lowry in the buyout market. But when we look at those guys, none of them are game changers. But the other thing is, as far as what the Lakers' assets have, I don't think that any of those teams feel like any of what they have to offer is worth giving up those players.
2: Okay, so who does get moved? Who's the big names that get moved here before the deadline?
5: Yeah, that's that's an interesting question here because while I'm not going to discount anything that happens that that could happen before February eighth, I would be surprised if there is a lot of movement league wide. I mean, the, the 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 thing that we always expected was that the Bulls would eventually blow things up. But Zach Levine's hurt; he might not even be playing uh, before February eighth. Uh, and the asking price that they have for Demar Derozan and Alex Caruso. Is certainly more than what I think other teams are willing to offer because you know the 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 Bulls are looking at multiple draft picks. Let's get some good rotation players to start a rebuild. Where I think other teams are looking at, well, we'll give up a few players here or there as a final piece to a playoff hunt, but nothing more. Um, and that could be the same thing here with Dejounte Murray with Atlanta. Like I, I would think that he would get moved, but uh, I think the asking price is certainly going to be more than. What other teams will be willing to offer? Because he can be a good defender, a good scorer, but he's also a young, inconsistent player, and I don't think he's a game changer.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, what about the Warriors? They're not interested in Dejounte Murray. They they they'd love to make a move. Do they do anything before the deadline?
5: Yeah, I think the Warriors are in a similar position with the Lakers where they have a lot of, you know, roster needs and they have angst with what they have, but the alternative isn't there. And so I think when we're – I presume that the Lakers and the Warriors, even though they want to make moves, they're going to stay pat. And it's not going to be about, you know, they're reluctant to fix any problems. I think it's more of the avenue for change is more realistic in the offseason because, you know, Theoretically, if Clay winds up parting ways with the Warriors. It's a lot cleaner to do that as a free agent. They have cap space, you know, They can, uh, or they can sign him at a, at a better discount. Um, but you're looking at the Warriors' roster, it's weird to say it, but outside of Steph Curry, there's just so much baggage with everyone else. Draymond Green with his behavior, his decline in play, same thing with Clay. same thing with Andrew Wiggins. Chris Paul's not even available right now from a health standpoint. So, you know, they don't really have much either, that other team. Could one other than a Jonathan Kaminga, and I wouldn't rule that out. But I think because he he's been playing a lot better as of late, I would suspect that the Warriors are more inclined to keep him.
2: Yeah, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of, of Mark Medina. Uh, you came in talking about the NBA's rules and and my my take on it, and it's just I I, I don't I don't understand. Like, wasn't the sixty five game Rule, uh, wasn't that agreed to by the Player Association? Right? Like, was it?
5: Yes. Yes. Everything is negotiated with the league office and the players' association. Now, as you can imagine, here, um, as much as every team has a player rep with the association, the association doesn't necessarily mean it reflects unanimous players. Of course setting, not. Right? Of course not. But but yeah.
2: but like we all know what happened. Too many guys are sitting out too many games, and they had to like, all right, let's do 60- 65 became what they could all live with. And now in the first year of it, it's a lot better. Guys are playing. And, you know, Embiid ducks, clearly ducks playing against Jokic again. I mean, what, what are we doing here? We're, we have NBA, former NBA players on TV going like, yeah, you could risk your livelihood and whatever. <laughs> like, what? You guys have fully guaranteed contracts. The only thing we're talking about is whether or not you can get a Supermax contract. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if you didn't like it, you, shouldn't have, you should have made a bigger stink when it was agreed upon. Nobody made a big stink about it.
5: Yeah, I agree with you. Now, specifically with Embiid, I will defend him a little bit. Like, this injury is real that he's been playing with. I mean, he's having an MRI with his left knee, but prior to that, you know, him not playing with the Nuggets or against the Nuggets, he had real injuries there. Like, that wasn't something that was made up. But I totally wholeheartedly agree with the idea of it's nonsense for players to push back on the 65-game rule and say it's unfair that they can't be eligible for awards. I mean, it goes back to what Bill Parcells has always said over and over again of the best ability is availability. Mm -hmm. And while I think in this specific case, it it would be unfair to look at Joel and think, oh, well, he's just ducking Jokic. I mean, he played well against Jokic in prior matchups, and he's been dominant. That's a real injury. But I don't think it's fair to say, you know what? You just haven't been playing enough games to be eligible. And I think even before this criteria, as a former voter myself and knowing how other voters think that was a criteria that often tilted the scale about their availability now I don't think that myself or other guys always thought okay it's got to be 65 games there wasn't a specific number but it was more of the eye test and comfort level that he's played for most of the time and there's enough of a sample size so yeah a lot of semantical arguments and, and Monday morning quarterback into what you said that The players' union agreed upon this, and they knew that what they're signing up for.
2: Awesome stuff, Mark Medina. Mark, thanks so much for joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
5: I appreciate you as always. All
2: right, thanks so much, Mark. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, remember, Mark is our NBA insider.
0: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts every day from the Tirac.com studios. And remember, right after the show, our podcast goes up. We have a live podcast at the top of the hour. What well, used to be our third hour of the show. We now do podcast only. And then we have the radio show prepackaged as, or repackaged as a podcast. Just type in Doug Gottlieb. And, of course, subscribe, download, rate, review. Um. Gary uh, tweets the show. He's been with us since, uh, since day one. The most difficult question to answer is, what's your favorite song? That is a really hard one. That is a really, really hard one. What's your favorite song? I don't know. What's my favorite song? What day is it? So, What's your favorite song? These, these questions are supposed to get easier, not harder. Let's get to a game. This
1: is Game Time.
4: It's Game Time.
2: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
4: Dan, what do you got for us today? Doug, the game today
3: is... For better or worse. All right,
4: for better or worse. Hiring an offensive coordinator as a head coach <laughs> versus hiring a defensive coordinator as a head coach. You remember when Nick Pakai used to do the picks on ESPN
2: and he would say, push? Push. Yes. <laughs> It just depends, right? Just, just depends. You know, like you can hire an offensive coordinator; it better be good. I mean, look, Atlanta hired an offensive coordinator. Like, everybody thought he was going to do a good job. They, he, the, the, They never figured out the quarterback position, and now um, Arthur Smith is back to being an offensive coordinator. So it's like not every offensive coordinator works. It's kind of got to work all work together. So that's why I'm going to go push.
4: All right. For better or worse, Travis Kelsey this season versus George Kittle this season. Um, that's a
2: great question because George Kittle had, I think, 65 catches. Is that right? We're
4: going to get I the have... official numbers for Hold you. on
2: Hold on. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, so he had 65 catches, whereas uh, Travis Kelsey uh, had 93 catches. Um, George Kittle, more yards, though. George Kittle, more yards. George Kittle, better blocker. Travis Kelsey, only five touchdown receptions.
4: Mm. George Kittle, six.
2: I'm going to go Kittle. Mm. I'm going to go Kittle, because I think he affects more areas of the game. Don't get me wrong, Travis Kelsey is the is the, the blanket, the whoopee, if you will, for Mahomes. Did he miss, did he miss a couple games?
4: Kelsey did. Yeah, he yeah. missed I'm going to go Kittle for the regular season. All right. For better or worse, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, versus Ben Johnson, track star.
2: Ooh. Uh, ben Johnson, track star, better. <laughs> <laughs> he won the gold medal, right? Remember he had the gold shoes?
4: Well, that was and Michael that was uh
2: oh Ben Johnson. Oh yeah. I, I I'm this thinking Michael Johnson. Canadian Sorry. disgraced Canadian. Yes. horse steroids yellow eyes. Oh my god, can't believe he's on steroids Ben Johnson. <laughs>
4: yes. Uh I'll go I'll go he's worse. Okay. he's worse. He's worse. <laughs> hey. Oh man, what a time. He was flying past everybody as well. Like in, the, in those winds. Oh, good good uh good trip down memory lane. All right. I didn't know on how to handle a a Mike McDonald better or worse, so we went with this one. For better or worse, McDonald's versus Wendy's.
2: (laughs) Wow. This sounds like a whole podcast. Um, Wendy's hamburgers are better than McDonald's. That's true. Um, McDonald's, uh, Wendy's french fries are worse than McDonald's french fries. Because McDonald's French fries are the goat. Yes. Um, Wendy's uh, flurries are better than McDonald's milkshakes. McDonald's um, soft serve. Frosties yeah. are different and better than anything else. Wendy's has them. Wendy's with diversity of menu. Wendy's is better with uh, and better with cheeseburgers. And like, look, at the end of the day, I know your fries are better, but if you're a burger place, your burger has to be better, and Wendy's is a burger place, and so is McDonald's, and Wendy's burger place is better. Wendy's is better. All right. Unless unless McDonald's wants to put a lot of money in the show, and then McDonald's is amazing.
4: For better or worse, three-day NFL draft versus the old two-day NFL draft. Um, I think the three-day NFL draft is better. It
2: gives us a lot more time. If you're really into it, you tune in on day three and you get a real sense of everything, all the craziness that happened the first two days. For better or worse, two-night NBA draft versus one-night NBA draft. Uh, One-night NBA draft better. I know the second round gets diminished and everybody's changing hats, whatever, but I just can't see us getting into round two and being excited about it.
4: All right, and final one, for better or worse, Michael McDonald on background vocals versus Michael Jackson on background vocals. What was Michael Jackson on background vocals for? His own uh, stuff. Uh, what is it? Rock uh, Rockwell wasn't that? Somebody you know? feel like yes. Somebody's watching me.
5: But I got no privacy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael McDonald, you know, on ride, uh, ride like the wind. That's I'm gonna go cross. Yeah, I mean, will um, be over I, you on with Toto. My, what my I'll favorites? go Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Okay, Michael Jackson. And that's game time.
0: That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
4: Let Express Employment Professionals
2: help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs and new resumes. Just trust the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find a location near you. ExpressPros.com. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show: The Midway. You don't want to miss it. It's next.